All you gotta do is get in the gym, work your legs. Don't be trying to shit on my dreams. <laughs> yeah, Nikias. Excuse me. Okay, fair hey, enough. Pick your person so I can shit on them. This, okay, let's clip that. Yesterday, you were early. Last night, on time. Right now, you late. Welcome to You Late with Jazz and Nikias. And this is a special mailbag episode. Episode two of this. How are things, Nikias? Things are going well. How are you, Jasmine? I'm okay. I haven't had no naps, so I I'm just freeballing it. Well, it is uh this is the weekend, sure. You know. Do what you want to do. I'm a little nervous about these questions, I ain't gonna lie. Why are you nervous? I don't know. You, you get fan you, mail every day. You should see, yes, but I could easily ignore that. Once once Jared teased these up, like you have to answer. Oh, that's pretty true. And the bad news, Jasmine, is that uh, Brian and I picked all these questions for you. Out of all the, the many questions we got, we picked these ones specifically for you. As, as long as you didn't pick them from my DMs, I think we should be okay. Uh, for, well, I don't have access to your DMs, so how can I pick them from the, your DMs? But frankly, those are off limits to us. I don't want to see your DMs. That's 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 <laughs> a world that we don't need to dip our toes into. All right. How about we start with a softball here, Jazz, from Rashad on Twitter, who asks... Would you rather root for the Warriors for a year, Jazz, or would you live in a world without mint chocolate chip ice cream? Oh, I cannot live without mint chocolate chip ice cream. It is the only edible ice cream. So I will, it's the only edible ice cream flavor. Like the rest of the flavors suck. So I would bite the bullet, take one for the team and root for the Warriors. I mean, at least you get the root for a winner. And you wow. get to keep your ice cream. It's a wow. I feel like that's a double positive for you. What's the problem? This it took crazy. one minute and we have a shot at the Lakers. This is my favorite podcast already. Well, if you're gonna root for the Warriors, I, I don't see the Warriors fans uh uh like cringing every time Clay shoots like the Lakers fans yesterday when uh Russell Westbrook pulled up to shoot. Cringing or trying to advise that maybe that's not the best idea? Probably both. <laughs> Probably because he shouldn't do it. You got like 18,000 people yelling no in your ear. Like that's, that's kind of tough. You you know what that does for his self-conscious? Now he probably at home crying, eating mint chocolate chip ice cream. That poor man. Poor is not a way I would describe Russell Westbrook, I'll be honest. That poor rich man. (laughs) (laughs) Nikai, how about the same question for you uh, with your favorite flavor of ice cream? Would you rather root for the Warriors for a year or uh, give up uh, your favorite flavor? Uh, see, I'm like, I'm not a big sweets person. So I like, I don't really care. Like I'll be fine with either option. All right, let's switch it up. Whatever your favorite food is dessert or otherwise. And then you're a heat fan, right? So whoever an active heat rival would be maybe a Celtics Sixers, like you got to root for them or give up your favorite food. Root for them or guilt the food. Uh, Probably just uh, mm. I so probably easy. just root for the root for the rival. Like I don't really. He don't have no feelings. I, I wouldn't say that. Like my whole thing with like team fandom is like, I either like you or I'm indifferent. Like I don't really care about rivalries that much. I don't know how. Okay, much hold on, hold on. Do you think this hits harder for NFL rivalries? Like, could you find yourself as an Eagles fan cheering for an NFL East team Ooh. to keep your favorite food around, or? Or the reverse. There's no chance. And, I, you know, I don't talk about it much, but like I'm from <laughs> Chicago. 
and I'm uh-huh. a diehard lifelong <laughs> Packers fan, and it has not done wonders for my friendships or my personal life. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm not cheering for the Bears to keep my favorite food around. That right. that's a hard no. Uh, I feel like I would be closer to that on the NFL side, but even with that, it's just like who cares? Uh, not who cares, but like it it doesn't move the needle for me enough to give up my favorite food. All right. Fair enough. Let's move on to the next question here. Shantae chimes in and uh, Shantae writes, I'm a non-American listener. Sometimes Americans do this thing where they say, what if their best athletes played soccer and competed in the World Cup? Can you imagine NBA players with their respective skill sets and strengths in other sports? For example, would Kyrie Irving with his footwork be a good tennis player? Thanks and great show. (laughs) That is a great question. I mean, for me, the answer that comes right to mind is like LeBron could have played tight end in the NFL for 10 years. I have no doubt about that. But LeBron's also one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. So he might be a little Mm -hmm. bit of an outlier. So here's my question when it comes to this. Like, do we exclude athletes that already have a history with a different sport? Like Like the Bo Jackson's of the world? Yeah, like even with like, even with LeBron, like he played receiver in high school. Right. Obviously, he went with the NBA thing, but like we have evidence of him being good at football. Like, are we taking those examples out or are we including those? I think we got to take those examples out and just use like based on natural athleticism of, you know, whichever NBA player you want to choose, would they be like a professional level athlete in a different sport? Got you. Got you. I got uh, one. Oh, go ahead. I could totally see Ja Morant as a gymnast, like competing in the oh. Olympics, contorting his body in different ways, especially on the uneven bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then running at that thing that don't move and then flipping over it. Easy money. See, here's my counter to that, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. he's athletic enough and flexible enough to do that. Also, I feel like we've been cringing about the way that he lands on dunks and stuff for like three years. So I would be kind of worried about his score as a gymnast. I worry about a lot of gymnasts, but then they shock me. You All you got to do is get in the gym, work your legs. Don't be trying to shit on my dreams. <laughs> yeah, Nikias. Excuse me. Okay, fair pick, enough. Pick your person uh, so I can shit on them. <laughs> this, okay, let's clip that. Uh, <laughs> are we counting darts as a sport? Oh my God. No. Because if we're counting darts as a sport, oh. I think Chris Paul would just be the best dart. <laughs> no, player of you all are time. so Carlton right now. What well, does the that mean? <laughs> sports. Come on. Why am I being called Carlton for a take? This is the longest answer. No, no to darts. We talking about like actuals. I mean, shout wow. out to the dartist of the world, but the dartist. Like- yeah, Dark. disclaimer, World Darts League. If you want to come on buzzer, we're here for you. No shade at you. Right. But I, I don't know if we're using darts in this example for that's, for that's that. all I'm saying. So, so I, I guess this also DQs Richard Seymour, who once catched in the World Series of Poker. That also doesn't count. It Correct. Does not count. <laughs> Unreal. Okay. Uh if that's the case. Oh man, and we're taking out like previous experience. Uh nobody's gonna flame you. Just pick anything. I mean, I picked one and I got slanted. No, no, so no. I can't say. We know. we talking about like <laughs> darts. You, t- you hey, picked man. a bargain. <laughs> hey man, that's it. Some good stuff. Some good stuff. Um like I feel like. Oh, you know what? Actually, what would Russ look like in track? 
Okay, that's I a good one. So. I'll accept it. Can you go into the Chris Paul darts answer? Is that like a known thing that he's good at? I don't see Chris Paul hanging out in a lot of pubs in like the last 25 years of his life. No, <laughs> no I, I have no idea if he actually plays darts enough, but like he's also one of the most precise passers I've ever seen. And he's hyper competitive oh. and hyper focused. So I figured like that would be something that he can kind of hone in on. Gotcha. Fair okay. Enough. Next question from Trevor who asks, what is the lowest level NBA player who could be placed on a mediocre NCAA team and still take them to the final four? For example, UTEP is 13 and eight conference USA squad. The game here is kind of finding the line between where a player isn't good enough and a player is obviously too good. So like Io mm-hmm. Desunmu is an incredible rookie drafting the second round, but he's not good enough. They lost round two last year with Illinois, but like is Jalen Brunson or Kelly Olynyk raising a banner in El Paso, basically. Okay. Who wants to go first here? I will. Okay. Okay. This is hard. And I, I can't remember what all he did in college because this was a long time ago. But shout out to this guy. Udonis Haslam. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, like, okay, he's good, right? He's okay. He could definitely help you win. Even if he does not play, the oomph, the attitude, the inspiration he gives you, and maybe the tongue lashing he gives you on the bench I'm just saying, I, (laughs) that alone would make me get up off that bench and, you know, score buckets. I feel like this answer was specifically chosen to troll me. This is unbelievable (laughs) content. Okay. uh, My answer is Enos Freedom. Oh, don't be calling him that. It's his name. His mama named him Cantor. We gonna call him Cantor. (laughs) He wants to be Enos Freedom, whatever, but the answer is Enos Freedom, who is just not an NBA player because he's awful on defense. However, college kids can't play defense. And even to this day, he's like one of the best post scores in the league. And he was an absolute menace as a prospect. So like he didn't get to play in Kentucky. He, I think he was ruled ineligible. But that's my answer. Bad NBA player, skill set fits in the college game. There is not a college big on the planet that could defend him. Yeah, I'll go with this one. He might have been too good a couple of years ago, uh, but my answer is based on the fact that he's already done it. I'm going Gordon Hayward. He was on that Butler team. He took them to the national title game that they lost against Duke. I would say though that he's an NBA star. So like lowest level NBA player that could drag a team, another answer. I might go someone like Jeremy Grant. Mm. like. You know, very athletic wing. If you can put up 20 points per game a night in the NBA, you could probably wreck most college kids. But that's tough to think about, like, who's going to drag a team to basically the final four on just their skill alone. Right. So the answer I wanted to give was Ron Baker who did it with Wichita State. But the problem is there's an NBA all-star t- on that team and Fred Van Vliet. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if Van Vliet was the best player on that team at the time or if it was Ron Baker or if it was Clee Anthony Early who also played in the NBA for a little bit. So I might have to think a little bit more about this answer. But I think like 
a player of like Ron Baker's skill set, a guy who was, you know, in the NBA for a couple of years before kind of washing out of the league. I think that's kind of where Trevor was going with, with this answer. I'm going honorable mention. Cause he kind of did this too. Jimmer for debt. Mm, where is he? Exactly. I think he's making $50 million a year in China, putting up 45 points per game. 50 million? That is the lap. I don't know. I made that up, but he's making a lot of money scoring a lot of points in China. And I think he's happy with that decision. Good for him. Way to secure yeah. the bag. All right. Let's, here. <laughs> let's, let's move on to Tina. She asks a few quick little one hitter questions here. Jasmine, can you explain your hatred for Mexican food? <laughs> oh my God. Go ahead. I don't like it. It like I could have a quick taco. That's fine. But the entire it, first of all, and I know how this sounds, it tastes like bad dreams. Like, oh God, it's it's <laughs> too much. It's too much of everything. And it just, it don't taste good. It, there's no like rhyme or reason behind it. What are you, a poet? It tastes like bad dreams? <laughs> it tastes like failure. <laughs> like, you know. The t- terrible take, Mexican food's incredible, but it tastes like bad dreams. <laughs> Let me tell See, you. See, you even know that that's a bad line because when you have good lines, you always say bars after. And you didn't say bars after this. I, you said it and you're like, I don't think that's a thing. No, this I've is, always said that Mexican food tastes like bad dreams. Like, just can't, think about it. Can't the- confirm. She has always said this. I remember the first time she told me this in person. And I gave her the same reaction that y'all did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How often do Jasmine and Nikias talk outside the show? Oh, very little. We try to limit it. No, I'm just kidding. You go, Nikias. Wow. Uh, not very much. Jasmine's a very busy woman, so I tend to try to give her her space. Definitely. Also, she's like very visibly annoyed with me on the show, so I just try to stay out the way outside of that so she can kind of recharge and then deal with me for like 30 minutes. Bless you. Bless you, child. I didn't know you was doing that on purpose, so thank you. Sometimes, <laughs> yes, you do annoy me, but then like sometimes I'll text you, especially if, if I want to like talk about people and I know if I tell somebody else, they're going to think I am a bitch but you that's the one thing i appreciate about you is that you have no judgment or even if you do think i'm a bitch you keep that to yourself so thank you wow all right one last one from tina here uh and and she's uh citing the joy taylor episode and by the way if our listeners missed it they can go back and listen incredible 45 minute conversation that you had with joy taylor last week what is the best length of time for a nap oh god this is a family program Oh man, let me, okay. The perfect length of time, assuming that you were living a regular 24 hour day where you work and you have to eat and work out. My go-to is around like 50 minutes. Like not so much where you're in a deep, what was that old band? REM, REM, REM sleep. Nailed it. (laughs) Not so much to where you deep up a nap. But it's, and I remember Joy saying she only takes 25 minutes. I, I would be upset if I woke up after 25 minutes. So I'm going to go 50. Nikaias. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I took a nap. Oh, I didn't realize that was his answer. Um, Jasmine, I think you're on the right wavelength. When I was uh, back uh, once upon a time when I was taking the train into the city regularly, 
I consider myself the Michael Jordan of uh, taking naps on the train and waking up in time without missing mm. your stop. And I mm. think the perfect time for a nap is 40 minutes. That is good. Oh, let, let me uh, jump in here for Brian to, to give an answer, a serious answer. <laughs> you don't nap, so you shouldn't even I, have no answer. It, this is true. Like, I very rarely nap. Like, most 90% of my naps come when I'm not feeling well, which is not great but that like no way to live uh, hey man you're, i'm a busy person i got lots of film to watch and whatnot but at, at any rate <laughs> if i can nap for like i'd say anywhere between an hour and an hour 10 is where my best naps come in didn't didn't see that coming i am a man of many surprises no <laughs> oh <laughs> two hours what two hours wait two hours like two hours screws up your night's sleep that's well it 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 does go ahead Jasmine. i was gonna say here's something y'all should know about brian he wakes up in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m and he eats mexican food or burritos <laughs> which is mexican food right or burritos i, lo I love the clarity <laughs> he eats mexican food or burritos right well speaking of late night eating nb1649 on uh email asks what are the best late night after party dining options? Any stories? Love the pod. Okay. I'm not an after party person. If I'm going somewhere, like my go-to in this case would be like Waffle House. Like I'm not the person to ask for this. But you can't go wrong with Waffle House also. So That is true. You can't go wrong with Waffle House. If you had like a mellow night, then you probably still have some energy left for a Waffle House meal. <laughs> if you went like to a club or a lounge or a party where it was just like extremely lit, which I know those two words should not go together. Um, I like extremely. a good, I like a good, like diner vibe. Like I know mm. Waffle House is supposed to be a diner, but I like, like if you ever been to the Soho diner, like I like it quiet, as quiet as it can be where you can just like chill and reflect on this amazing night you just had. Wow. Some shit is coming back to me. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, to add to your point, Jasmine, the only noise I should hear in the diner at 3 30, 4 o'clock in the morning is the noise from me and my obnoxious buddies. Like the one time I went to the, uh, the diner with my buddy Tom and he was so drunk, he uh, ordered chippy chip pancakes instead of chocolate chip pancakes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because he couldn't get the word out. <laughs> Good Lord. Look, there's one answer that rules all for late night drunk food, and it's pizza. And I'm unequivocally a late night drunk pizza person. I'm a little spoiled. I live in New York City, so I've got like the Joe's Pizza, Bleecker Street Pizza situation very close to me. Uh, and they're open very late, so that helps. Um, but in college, no like specific stories, but I went to University of Florida and there was this spot right next to like the bars that everyone would leave where it was a burger place called Relish and they shared a building with like a pita place called Pita Inn. And you could expect like 200 drunk ass college students waiting in line between like 1.30 and 4 a.m. for this food, like four nights a week. And there would just always be some sort of fight situation breaking out. Mm. Drunk dudes yelling at each other, girls getting mad that the food's not coming out fast enough and that they want to go home. like. Yeah, it was never calm. There's working there would have sucked. We, um, we could totally yeah. hang out. Uh, can I give a story? A diner sure. story? Absolutely. I went to this diner. Another one? one? 
No, that Which wasn't really. Was. Shut up. Um, <laughs> um, one night in college, we went to this diner, and the diner had like a jukebox, and they had what is known as like one of the greatest karaoke songs in history, which is Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone. So we popped in a quarter and I got on the table and started singing that. And then everybody applauded. And er, er, the, the manager came out. He's like, I've never seen somebody get this reception before. And I'm like, oh my God, really? And he's like, well, they're drunk. But I thought it was great. Everybody just loved it. Good time. This, this is the second best random applause in a restaurant story I've heard from you. <laughs> That's my tease for the evening. All right. One last question here. At Bon Chad Radlib asks on Twitter, can we get a power rankings for Jasmine's freezer books? No. Oh, my God. Top book. Definitely Flowers in the Attic. Like flowers in the freezer that was the scariest book and then the sequel like petals in the wind so scary do not let these titles fool y'all these are scary books they belong in the freezer i remember <laughs> they sound like nicholas sparks like <laughs> like intense romantic things right. it sounds like something i would have been assigned in like 10th grade summer reading but that and what's the craziest part about that is that the author vc andrews died but the books kept still coming out. And if that ain't scary, and once I found out that the author was dead, I threw them shits away because that is the scariest part of the whole story. So she's the Tupac of authors. Tupac of, yeah, Tupac of literature. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I feel like so many, so many people have like the posthumous releases. The books kept Jasmine, coming. Can I ask a question? Sure. Um, when you put these books in the freezer, are you putting them in at the time when the book gets scary? and you freeze it there, do you ever finish these books or do you just like, you're on page like 17 and you fold the page and put it in the freezer and then you're done with it? I'm reading and then I'm falling asleep. And before I actually fall asleep, I'm like, oh, I got, still got this book on me. So I go, I'll put it in the freezer so I can sleep peacefully. Cause you know, they be stuck in time. Do you ever finish the books? Oh yeah, yeah. I, un I take them out the freezer. Let them they thaw yeah <laughs> they, they be they too cold to hold in, in your hand so i you know let God. them let God. them get back to room temperature <laughs> room temperature this i like insane. a nice room temperature <laughs> shut up god mm, you know what was also a scary book i think it was called fun house because oh man that's anything to do with like fun houses and carnivals Oh God, that shit is scary. That's why I couldn't watch, um, what's that movie, Us? And I'd be trying to support Jordan Peele, but he don't make it easy. I did watch that and I was in a movie theater, like literally like a small child, like closing my eyes during- There's no shame. Guys. Come on, man. No I don't. I don't remember any carnival stuff in Us. Like when she went to the fun mirror, Oh, oh actually, yeah, you're right. No, 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 you're right. The There's definitely a major carnival thing in, in Us, spoiler alert. <laughs> At least somebody else is giving in and not me. So yeah, thanks for your freezer book questions. Oh, can I, let me just add one more real quick. Um, Goosebumps had this book, Night of the Living, like Night of the Living Dummy. And anything where things are supposed to be dead come alive. 
that's a book that I never finished. So that's that, a good book too. That's probably still stuck in my mama freezer. That book's for children. Jazz. <laughs> I, I think I read that book when I was seven. I don't know how you got. I that. read that book in elementary. Mm-mm. I think my jazz. Are there any Stephen King books on that list? I did read The Shining. Is he, is he not scary enough? Okay. I did read The Shining, but I could not watch the movie. That book not 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 scary enough to put in the freezer. It was very scary. Um, but I can only read it like twenty pages at a time. Are there any books that aren't scary, but they're tense where you would put them in? Maybe like like I don't know, like a Tom Clancy or you know something of like that ilk, where it, it's not a horror book, but like there's you know. <laughs> Um, a little Agatha Christie, too many people are dying at once. And then you're like, all right, before the mystery is revealed, I need a break. And then we need a thought. Um, I don't, I don't think this was supposed to be scary, but A Beautiful Mind. Did you guys read that book? The, I mean, I, the math guy? I remember yeah. the movie, but. Yeah, I read The Beautiful Mind and or A Beautiful Mind. And it was that had to go on the freezer, too. <laughs> How much room the, do you have in your freezer for books? <laughs> How big is your freezer is the real question. Once, like, this is obviously as I, I was growing up. So then my mom was like, okay, well, I got to get my meat up in here. I got to get the peas. So you can only put one book in the freezer at a time. So She enabled this. <laughs> God bless your mom. She's I'm very sweet. <laughs> like, they're supporting your children, then they're supporting your children. That woman is a saint. <laughs> Shout out Mama Jasmine. That's what I'm Not talking Mama about. Jasmine. Let's go, Mama Jasmine. Oh my god. I'm late. I'm I'm caught up now because <laughs> one book at a time. This is uh that's parenting right there. You, you were late. late. Now you're, now caught, you're up. caught up. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Twitter at you late. You can follow me at Jasmine L. Watkins and <laughs> I don't even have one right now. I'm gonna be honest with you. You can follow me on Twitter at the Kai's NBA. We'll catch y'all later. Bye y'all.